0: There's coming a power where legs are going to start growing out. The only thing that can stop your faith is you. I'm ready to do what I couldn't do
1: yesterday because all the doors are opening. I can feel it. I can
0: smell it. I can taste it. I'm walking in it. When you've done all that you can do, stand. He's faithful to you. The kingdom of God's not a democracy, it's a kingdom.
2: My God shall supply your needs! to the Believer's Walk of Faith, empowering believers through teaching, preaching, and demonstration of the uncompromised Word of God to fulfill their highest calling and change this world through Jesus Christ. To glorify God in all we do. To train up and send out believers. To cover the whole earth with the knowledge of the Lord. Welcome to the believers walk of faith.
0: Hello, I'm Bill Winston and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believers Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We have a special program for you today. We're going to be talking about kings and priests. Now, this is a principle by which they operated in the Old Covenant, whereby there was a priest that actually did things such as the ceremonial things, did the prayers and sacrifice for the nation and He received the tithes and offerings and the priest was taking care of the orphans and the widows and the strangers at the gate, things like that. But then you had the kings, and the kings were all the other tribes, the 11 tribes. And what they did was they went out and fought wars and fought battles and brought back the spoil. They would bring the tithe, bring the offerings, and also they would be responsible for the most secular duties of the nation of Israel. So, We had two sides, kings and priests. So now we have the same thing existing in the new covenant. And I want to read that scripture again. Now that's found in Revelation chapter one. In Revelation chapter one, this is a revelation, this whole idea about kings and priests. He said in verse five, and from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Has made us kings and priests. So that's what we are. And we are these kings and priests that he's talking about in the last days that this is the divine partnership. This is something that's working together as one. Now again, in this last days, the priests are those in the 5 ministry gifts, uh, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, those who are full-time. And those who are in the uh, kingly ministry side of the house, that's going to be people in the marketplace. Could be in education. You could be working in science and one of the scientific fields of medicine, or you could be a bricklayer, a carpenter, could be uh, working as a, um, someone who is in government or someone who is isn't one of the media fields or sports or anything like that. All those folks are kings. And you could be a stay-at-home mom or somebody like that. But nevertheless, you're king. In other words, there's an anointing on that side to produce wealth. And then the priestly side has an anointing to receive vision. So this vision is going to be met with this provision And there should be no lack in the body of Christ. I firmly believe that because this this, uh, model was not really known by the church or practiced by the church, that the church hasn't been able to go but so far. I think that a lot of what we've been doing is toiling, um, trying to get money to make ends meet, so to speak, at the end of the month, and all these kind of things. And I believe it's because this particular... uh, revelation, or could I, prophetic revelation, has not really been uh, in the church, been taught or not been practiced in the church. And the church hadn't been able to go so far. Let me me give you an example. Um, There is a time that uh, I'm preaching and I get my sermons from God. In other words, I go and true enough, other people preach or I see something in a book or a magazine, and this inspires me. But basically, I make it up so that I can preach it myself because it hasn't come out of me, a part of me. Well, I do preach it. And once I preach, now the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, how can they hear without a preacher? So what happens now is as I preach, people hear it. Well, when they hear it, the Holy Ghost makes sure that they hear something relative to what their situation is. In other words, I might hear the same thing you hear, but... I process it differently because I have a different level of concerns perhaps than you do. So once that happens, um, I then make application with that. In other words, the preacher is just not up there preaching. Oh, then he preach a wonderful sermon? Well, I understand that, but so what? The idea about it is that prosperity for the kings is in the priest's mouth, that God would give that priest some things that the priest could speak that would give the king's encouragement, give them king's empowerment, give the king's uh, information or revelation that they didn't have before. Uh, Let me give you an example. Here was a uh, time that Jehoshaphat was facing a situation that really it was was the the enemy that was coming against him was too mighty for him. Well, he cried out to God and God spoke through a Levite over in, that's in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And he said, the Levites began to speak and said, you'll not need to fight this battle for the battle is not yours, but God's. And he said also that tomorrow go up by the cliff Ziz and then gave specific instructions how to fight the battle, that they'd go up in front of the enemy and then begin to praise the Lord. And once they did that, God would send confusion and ambushment upon the enemy. And he did just that. When they followed the instructions of the man of God, He did just that, once he did that, they did that, then the enemy destroyed one another, and they went out and collected spoil three days gathering the wealth, it was so much. Now notice what they did to get the wealth. They gathered it. They didn't have to toil for it, they didn't have to sweat for it, and all of that stuff that comes under the curse. And I'm just saying, because these two are not cooperating together, and we've not seen this as a model for the end time, then the church has been toiling and that toil has led us into a place where we were just living off of crumbs (laughs) instead of living off the abundance. Um, When I say that, I mean, I'm taking it from Luke chapter 16, where there were two people involved. There was a man whose name was Lazarus. He was sick and had sores and he was immobile. He was laid at the gate of this rich man daily and he was a beggar. But the Bible says he desired crumbs from, that fell from the rich man's table. Well, he was a rich man and the rich man there fared sumptuously. The Bible says every day, that means he sat on his patio drinking mint juleps. <laughs> and uh, here he was, so he was living good. And here's the, the, the person, other beggar living poorly. But the Bible says he desired to be fed with the crumbs. Well, you got to watch that desire crumbs because the Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart. Well, if that's what you desire, that's what God has to give you. He can't give you any any more than you desire. That's, he just set up the rules himself. And he says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you've received them and you shall have them. Well, God has planned for his church to have the best and he wants us to desire the best. But this man didn't desire, he desired crumbs. And I think a lot of the church has been trying to live off of crumbs. And we've been trying to build, we go out and borrow money and so forth. God never intended for the church to live like that. And I'm talking about church folk because the anointing is supposed to be there to be able to get wealth to the degree that nobody has lack. We don't have to run through the world system to do anything. Now I'm only saying that because I'm not talking against people. I'm talking about against a system, a system called Babylon. One that the enemy himself put in place that takes over the entire earth. It's so vast, that people don't know they're even in it, but it's here existing in this earth and it enslaves people rather than empowers people. And people feel, I mean, I used to say it when I was a kid. They said, well, where are you going now? I said, well, I'm going to this slave, man. <laughs> what does that mean? It means I'm going to this job. I even refer to it as that, why? because it was toil. It was, you know, a struggle and I had to work hard at it and hope that, you know, something came out of it. And then I got this check at the end of the week or end of the month or whatever have you, and it was never enough, you know, to do anything with. So I'm just saying the church should be really the money managers of the earth. We should be having abundance. One man said this, he said, the blessing that's on our lives, is designed to bring us wealth beyond anything we can imagine. Isn't that something? Well, you say, well, now why does a church need that much wealth? What, 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 what's happening with that? Well, now you're getting into kingdom mentality. And a lot of the reasons why church hasn't, I think, come up to the level that God had planned, because we've been thinking wrong. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, the thinking is that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So we get the wealth, all right? Now, in that, why the wealth? Okay, for that, let's turn to Psalm 82 because I think that is a place that really brings out some of our assignment. And what we have to realize, Paul calls us ambassadors for Christ, that we're really being sent out in this world to actually show this world what God is really like. The Bible says that, that we're to let our light so shine before men that they'll see our good works and glorify our Father. Our job is more than a job. It's a platform for us witnessing, for um, us really uh, getting and enforcing kingdom culture uh, within this earth. Let's see what it says in Psalm chapter 82. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty, and he judgeth among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly? And accept the person of the wicked, Silah. The word Silah means to pause and to think. Defend the poor and fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and needy, and rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of, of the earth are out of course. I have said, You are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Now this is what he says. He says, They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. You see, when Jesus sent us into the world, he said, you're the light of the world. Why? Because the world is really in darkness. And they're in darkness because when Adam sinned in the garden, the first thing he lost is he lost spiritual sight. And once he lost spiritual sight, he was limited then to natural sight. Well, natural sight is not enough to defeat the enemy that's in the world. That's why the Bible says in Revelation twelve nine that a whole world has been deceived. Why? Because we only are seeing half the picture. You see, when you can't see the spiritual side, then everything you see now is basically, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's limited in what you can see. So what we do once we get born again is we get our spirits restored. Now we have insight again. And that's why God can give us things in his word and we get something called revelation. And revelation is being able to see beyond what you can see physically. And if you can see what people can't see, you can go where people can't go. As a matter of fact, you can do what people can't do and you can have what people can't have. So the church is supposed to be having something that the world doesn't have. So one of the things that the church is supposed to be having is wisdom. Wisdom from where? Wisdom from above. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter two, that God has laid up sound wisdom for the righteous, not from the righteous, for the righteous. Now this is our time. It's a prophetic time for us. Now we know the economy basically is going down in the world, but it's like Noah. Remember Noah? God told Noah, it's gonna rain. He <laughs> gave him forewarning. Well, the same thing about the, the, the priest in the church. The Bible says in Amos chapter three, verse seven, that God will do nothing except He first revealed it to His servants, the prophets. So the priests who what they get in the darkness or in in the uh, in the private place, the Bible said they're supposed to preach from the housetops. So what happened one time is I preached, and I wasn't aware of all I was preaching. Next thing I know, one of our members of the church came to me about three weeks later. said, Pastor, I tell you, thank God for that sermon you preached. I said, what sermon? Well, about three weeks ago, he said, you know, you told me to sell my stock. Now, I don't remember talking about any stock or selling any stock, but that's what he heard, see. And he heard that because I was preaching under the anointing. Well, he went out and sold it, and I'd get thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stock. And then he came back and and he said, I sold that stock and I just beat it, because after I did, that thing fell down to almost a penny. I said, well, could I ask what stock was that? He said, the stock was Enron. Well, you all remember Enron and how that was the biggest company in the world (laughs) at one time, and it crashed. Now, what happened? Uh, God forewarned His people so that His people would have no loss. Well, the same thing about us winning victories and getting new contracts and ended up in the right place at the right time. Like I said, one thing one man told me, all you got to do is get to get rich. Find out where everybody's going and get there first. Praise the Lord. Well, if God's going to forewarn his people where everybody's going, let me tell you, that's a good deal. And you know that scripture because over in 2 Kings, here's the Syrian army attacking Israel. But every time they attack, Israel was ready for them. Well, the king of Syria got frustrated. He said, wait a minute, there's a trade in my camp. Well, a maid came to him and said, that's not a trade in your camp, O king. There's a prophet down there in Israel, and he knows what you're even saying in your bedchamber." <laughs> in other words, God knows what people are planning. He knows what's going to happen. Over in 1 Kings chapter 18, here's the prophet of God. He said, hey, get to the king quick, because it's going to rain. Now the sky was clear; it hadn't rained in three years. And and looked at him. He said, "I said, get to the king quick. It's gonna rain." <laughs> hey, before you he could even get there, it rained so hard. Well, the same thing here. I'm telling you about Noah. Noah was forewarned that it's gonna rain. And what happened? He built an ark. God told him how to build it, and he built it to specifications. Got to do exactly what God says. And then once he did that, it started raining. And as it rained. It got worse in the earth. I mean, the people were under real devastation. But guess what happened to Noah? He was in the ark and he began to rise. And I think the worse the devastation gets in the earth, even economically, this economic storm that's taking place, I think the higher the church is supposed to rise. And that's because of us following the plan of God. This kings and priests is an end time model. We want you to get in on it so you can get not only in the million flow, but in the billion flow. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston. That's all we have for this time. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. There is a
1: partnership that is unstoppable. Victorious in every situation. Working together to advance the kingdom of God. This partnership is between kings and priests.
0: The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. Well, what do I do with the eye? See with it. What do I do with the hand? Work with it. So I'm saying, priest, see, kings, work.
1: Understand the plan God has for this divine connection in this three-part series, Kings and Priests.
0: The kings need the priests and the priests need the kings. For us to get the job done that God has for us to do, is that we're going to have to come together with a divine partnership.
1: Order your copy of Kings and Priests today and Dr. Bill Winston will explain the biblical definition of a king and a priest, who holds the vision and who holds the provision, the purpose of the king's anointing and how it relates to the priest's anointing, and so much more.
0: God is about to speak direction and timing to the king. And God will use your priest to speak direction and timing and tell you things he hears that you can't hear yet.
1: To order your copy of Kings and Priests, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947. Oak Park, Illinois 60303, buy bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. There is a divine purpose for your life. Once you understand where you fit in the biblical model of kings and priests, you can boldly go forth in your unique calling. Order your copy of Kings and Priests today.
0: Praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Now, this is Offering Day, and this is a time that now the Word has been sown to you, and now you have an opportunity to respond. And what we call it is a time of giving. Now, through that giving and financial support, we take it and actually keep this ministry on the air in your location. And also, we take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Part of our mandate as the church is to take the gospel into all the world. Now Jesus said something. He said, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord." Now the acceptable year of the Lord is the year of jubilee. It's a time that people of God would be set free uh, materially, financially. In other words, if there are any debts they'd be canceled. If there's anything owed anybody, it'd be written off. Now, I believe that time of Jubilee is in your life right now. And as you sow your seed this week, I want you to sow that seed for Jubilee in your life. In other words, sow it for debt cancellation. You can actually take your seed and name your seed. So you can name it debt cancellation of specific debt, if you have it. And you were ready for that debt to be paid off. Now you say, well, pastor, that sounds a little extreme. The gospel is extreme. Praise God. I mean, the gospel that he preached to Abraham said that you're going to have a child and you're beyond the age of childbearing and your wife never had children. That was the gospel. The gospel to Moses was stick out his staff over Red Sea and watch it split. I'm saying these are the gospels. So I'm saying that the gospel is that way. But if you believe it, it'll work for you. He said, if thou can believe all things are possible. That means it's possible for you to have your debts canceled in seven days. That's possible. But what you have to do is you have to act on the Word of God. Now, what God is telling you to sow, I don't know. But I tell you, the way I I got out of debt is I sowed my way out. (laughs) I sure did. The way we got this facility, the shopping mall, and so forth was with a seed. Same thing can happen in your life. So this is an opportunity for you. And as you look at it, don't look at it as something going away, but something coming back to you. You see, God is not going to do anything for you that he's not already done. He's already laid up treasures in heaven. So now you're sowing for a release. So it's your time. It's your time to be blessed. So I'm asking you, if you're watching this broadcast, and it's been a blessing to you to share seed, to sow a seed into this ministry. And as you do, he said, it'll be given back to you, multiplied. Well, I want to pray over that right now. If you just have in mind or write on the piece of paper or write out your check or get something seed that you're going to sow, I want to pray for you right now that that'll come back to you multiplied. Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you look on those who are giving into this ministry now. And I pray for a prophet's reward to come on them that whatever that need is, whatever the debt is to be canceled, whatever that miracle is that they need in their lives, as they sow this seed, that miracle will manifest. Father, I thank you for it. Call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Oh, yeah. Now, remember what he said, with God, how many things? All things are possible. That's the thing that's also including what you've just done. This is your time. This is your Jubilee. It's time for financial freedom in your life and Jesus will set you free, praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston. Address and phone number on your screen. You can order our products. or Also, if you want to show see the address and phone number on your screen of where you can sew, or you can go to our website. But we have facilities for you. And if you're ordering products, we'll turn it right back around and send it right out to you. Why? Because we're concerned about you being blessed. Well, this is Bill Winston saying, we'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith.
2: When I started the Joseph Business School, our revenue at the time was $350,000. After graduating from the Joseph Business School, our revenue propelled into $2.5 million.
0: I am a millionaire. Everything I needed to set up a dry cleaning plant, all of the equipment, pretty much everything I needed for under $5,000. To buy all of that equipment flat out new would cost me anywhere from sixty dollars to $80,000. After I graduated, I applied some of those principles, and I began to notice this increase. The Joseph Business School has really taught us uh, to think big. Joseph Business School teaches you how to do business God's way.
2: Applications are still being accepted for the fall 2010 session. To learn how you can enroll, log on to www.josephbusinessschool.com. Or call 1 791 4JBS. The application deadline is September 20th and classes begin October 2nd. The Joseph Business School, doing business God's way.
0: There's coming a power where legs are going to start growing out. The only thing that can stop your faith is you. I'm
1: ready to do what I couldn't do yesterday. Because all the doors are opening.
0: I can feel it. I can smell it. I can taste it. I'm walking in it. When you've done all that you can do, stand. What God promised, he's faithful. The kingdom of God's not a democracy. It's a
1: kingdom.
2: My God shall supply your needs.
1: You were born again, you were born into a race of kings. In this new kingdom you must renew your mind to a greater level of thinking, believing, and operating. The nature that is now on the inside of you is the nature of a ruler. It's time that you take your rightful place as a child of God and possess a kingdom mentality.
0: There are things that you can't receive if you have a low mindset. God's going to bring you up to his level and his class. You are his child. You are royalty. You are in his family. You are part of the kingdom of God.
1: In this new series by Dr. Bill Winston, you'll learn how to go beyond salvation into kingdom living.
0: You are not only a citizen, but you are an ambassador, and you are one that is sent here to take rulership over this entire earth, and we are going to train you up to do it. Praise God.
1: Order Understanding Our Divinity Part 3 Kingdom Mentality today and Dr. Winston will explain why we are not subjects of God but sons and daughters. Why the enemy cannot stand against a kingdom minded person. Why the world's problems are the responsibility of the church. How to decree a thing and it shall be established and much more.
0: And there is king in you and we are training you up so that your tongue will do the work for you, that once you speak it, angels will take off.
1: To order your copy of Understanding Our Divinity, Part Three: Kingdom Mentality, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, PO Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303, by bank card at 1-800-711-9327, or online at www.billwinston.org. If we are to truly reign as kings in this life, we must cultivate a kingdom mentality. Order your copy of Understanding Our Divinity Part 3, Kingdom Mentality, today. Pastor Bill Winston personally invites you to Living Word Christian Center, located at 7600 West Roosevelt Road in Forest Park, Illinois. Our Sunday services are at 7, 9 or 11:15 a.m. with a midweek Bible study, Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, please call 708-697-5000. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners
0: and viewers.